You're listening to Recap.fm's coverage of the Amazon Prime original series, Good Omens. This is episode five, the Doomsday Option. I'm JD. I'm Seal. Did you watch it? So Aziraphale has been disincorporated from his body. And that's a big hassle. It is a big hassle. Because uh, Crowley shows up at his bookshop, finds it burned, finds that he's not there, and he's just distraught. He's lost his best friend. He's lost his buddy. Yeah, his, I mean, only, his only friend. His only friend. I mean, if you lost your only friend that you've been friends with for 6,000 years, you'd, you'd be a little bit upset. I, probably so. Just, I, just a bit. I, I'll give him that. But Aziraphale is up in heaven, and they are mad at him. They're like, oh boy, uh, you were given a body. Well, <laughs> funny story. I, I turned on the circle, and then I wasn't quite ready, and I accidentally stepped in it, and my body's now gone. Well, that's not okay. You, you need the body because you're leading this whole contingent of, of our angels. So you need to do something. Why don't you go report to them, and I won't say nothing about your body. But that's not what Aziraphale wants. He's like, I'm still trying to stop this. I wasn't done. I need to go back. I'm out. Deuces. Yeah. So he's trying to find a willing host. And the host that he finds is Madame Tracy. And this scene is interesting. She's hosting a seance. And there's a lady who's clearly a regular. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I need to talk to my husband. Uh, you, I've clearly got seniority. She's, i you can wait. But trying to tell the spirits who should show up and who shouldn't, you know. Yeah, that's not going to go well. Yeah, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. But she doesn't care. But Aziraphale shows up, and you, you can hear Aziraphale's voice in Madame Tracy's body, and she's like, "Well, can you put my husband on?" So. Her husband finally gets through, and it's really him. Of course, Madam Tracy's been faking this whole time. Of course, because, but you know, Zerfell's got the direct line. Right. To the I'm not going to make a comment on if any of it's real or not. Yeah. That's for other people to decide. So puts on her husband, and he's like, "You never let me get a word in when I was live. You won't shut up now. Here, let me. There's something I've always wanted to tell you, and I want to say it now before I lose my chance. <gasps> shut." up like seriously and old dude that's sitting there watching just laughing <laughs> you know just loving it thinking it's hilarious because it is it is hilarious it is funny yeah because i understand i had a friend who his wife would talk all the time and uh we were having a conversation and she was like you, you know you could say something and he said well uh if you'd ever even stop to take a breath i would <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> Oh, God, it was so funny. So, um, Aziraphale in Madam Tracy's body goes and gets Shadwell. And like, all right, this is where we need to go. I figured out who the Antichrist is. We need to go to Tadfield because that's where Adam Young is. So let's go. So they start to go. Crowley um, gets contacted by Aziraphale before he goes into Madam Tracy's body and says, hey, Agnes Nutter told me who it is. I know who the Antichrist is. What you need to do is meet me in Tadfield mm-hmm. uh, so we can t- deal with this together. I'll find a body, and then we'll meet there, and uh, let's go. Let's make it happen. So off he goes in the uh, Bentley. 
Yeah. God, what a nice car. I love that car. I mean, I love that car. Beautiful car. So Crowley's in his Bentley driving stuck on the road because there's a ring of fire <laughs> around around London. And London, we find out the traffic is so bad because Crowley had a hand in designing it to be really bad. Yeah. So it's part And it was also fault. a beacon for the thing. Yeah. And it helped conjure the ring of fire that is now making the traffic worse right. and is spiraling it. So he is a victim of his own little prank. Right. Which is hilarious. It is me. hilarious. And then Haster finally escapes from the answering machine because a telemarketer calls and he's able to connect through the telemarketer into their phone, come out and destroy all the people who work in the telemarketing firm, which probably would make a lot of people happy. Yeah. Like, but you know, they died a pretty horrible death. He basically ate them all, you know, it was kind of gruesome. Yeah. And then he teleports into Crowley's car. And he's threatening to kill Crowley, and Crowley's like, no, 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 here's what we're going to do. We're going to drive straight through this ring of fire. And it is a very wide ring of fire. It's not like it's like a one-foot-thick ring. No, it's like... Huge. Yeah. It's It takes him a while to drive through this thing. Right. So he's, as he's driving through it, Haster burns and just incorporates from his body. And they give us a little insight into Crowley. Crowley's different than other demons because he has an imagination. And he's able to basically will himself to not feel the pain, to mm-hmm. not feel like he's burning. And he's been talking to his car for years now. And so he's able to will his car into not melting yeah. and for the tires to not melt and for it to just work. It just keeps, although it's it has externally burst into flame. Yes, it is basically. It is still a, operational. It's a burning Bentley. The thing is just burned. Yeah. It's on fire. So he drives through, sees the cops and waves, which is Kind that's of a funny scene. Awesome. Yeah. And they're just looking at him and like, oh, nope, that's not my problem right now. We're going to let someone else deal with that. Uh, we're going to stay here and watch this fire, make sure it doesn't spread any more than it has. Mm-hmm. Because, because that's what, what needs to happen here. And then also, Pulsifer and Anathema are going to the base as well. And, of course, Agnes Nutter is telling them how to get on there. Sure. Um, there's a tree that has fallen over the fence and they're able to cross into this military base that's still operational. They don't fly planes there anymore, but they still use it as a base. Uh, so they yeah. wouldn't, they don't check the fence lines because there's no planes. So there's no need because to. Why would you, when you have, you know, all this special security communication <laughs> hub in the middle of it, right. that, you know, but why would should you be guarded? No, all you need to guard is the building that it's in. You don't yeah. need to guard the fence line. There's no perimeter tricks. No. You know, you just got to guard the front gate because why would anybody try to sneak in the back? Yeah. That's foolish. So they're able to get in as well. And then the main thing we need to talk about is Adam. Adam has come into his power and he has scared his friends. He's basically told them you can't leave, so they're unable to leave. You can't talk, so their mouths go away. Which is creepy. Very Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah. But through it all... They're basically like, we're not your friend anymore. You're a terrible person. All these things that you're saying that you're going to do are terrible. So we don't want to be your friend. And he's like, no, come back. Don't leave me. You can't leave me. I want to be your friend still. So he wakes up from his little, you know, Antichrist power surge. And he's like, I'm sorry, my friends. 
this is really not who I am. We should really stop what I've started because mm-hmm. my other friends are about to show up and what they're going to do is really bad. And so um, they ride their bikes over to the airfield. And of course, they're stopped by the, the neighbor that every neighborhood has, you know. The, oh, the, the, the welcoming watch committee. captain yeah. or wherever, the nosy guy. Yeah, the welcoming uh, committee. They're like, like that guy. yeah, when you show up in a new neighborhood and they like, hey, I don't know if I want you living in this neighborhood. Well, cool. That's none of your business. You know, mm-hmm. I can live here if I want, and there's not much you can say about it. Um, That's right. So he's like, I'm going to tell your father, <laughs> which is <laughs> funny in the next episode. You know, not in this episode. Um, but Adam's like, cool. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell him? That's fine. So they ride off to the military base. And the reason they're going to the military base is because the four horsemen are going to the military base to start the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going to start World War Three, Right. And when you think of the apocalypse, you think of, you know, Hell's Army versus Heaven's Army, you know, fighting it out. And, you know, we see them preparing for that. But the way that they're starting the end of the world is in the modern age with nuclear weapons and everybody's holding a gun at everybody else, which is why nobody attacks anyone. They're just going to take all the fail safes off and they're going to push all the red buttons and make everybody shoot all their stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's going to destroy everything because yeah. we have that capability. It's going to lay waste. And that's what they do. They show up, they kill all the the soldiers there and one of them touches the screen death, I believe. And it just starts off this chain reaction and they turn from fairly attractive individuals to really ugly individuals, like mm-hmm. with nasty teeth and they all start bleeding and death's face is just awful. You don't want to look at it at all. And there you go. They Crowley and Shadwell, and Aziraphale and Madam Tracy and Adam and his friends and Pulsifer and Anathema all converge on the base right after the four horsemen start everything going. And that's where the episode leaves off. We're right before the climax. Things have started. And next time it's going to be worked out. Who's going to win? Can anything be stopped now? Can Adam really be a good person now that he's decided to not be the bad Antichrist anymore? A lot of questions. Lots of questions. And that's where they leave us with, hey, we'll finish this up next time. Tune in and yeah, see what happens. Let's have a cliffhanger. Yes. Almost felt kind of an artificial cliffhanger, but <laughs> you kind of have to do that, though. I mean, your limited series, yeah, an I mean, ultimate episode, you kind of have to do that. You can't. It can't just be a dud. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know people are binging it, but you don't want to. You got to wind it up. Yeah, definitely. And they did. They did. You know, They wound it up big time because it looks like the way this episode left off, it felt like a visit. They done. How how are they going to get out of this mess? Right. They're all here. Let's see what they come up with. (laughs) All right. So here's a question that I kind of had about this. Okay. Is once... You start something, can you stop it? Once you walk down a certain path, can you change your mind and go the other way? Because we see that with Adam. Adam, the Antichrist, you feel like his destiny is kind of planned for him. Mm -hmm. And then he decides, because his friends don't want to be friends with him anymore, oh, I'm going to be totally different now. Like, what do you think? 
is it are you able to like totally change who you're supposed to be and what you have been the path that you've been going on for so long like did a drop of a hat i think that you okay yeah i think that you can make that decision you can decide you can come to a realization you can have that moment of clarity mm-hmm. this is this is not who i want to be i need to do this and you can make that turn in your heart and your mind so to speak but I think the bigger question is, can you escape the consequence? Because little things, it's easy sure. you know, to change a behavior, change an attitude. The bigger things get, the more they snowball, the harder it is to make that course correction. And so you, you, know, you go hard over on that rudder, uh-huh. and the ship's going to kind of keep moving in the same direction for a bit until it changes. Yeah. So I think on the, on that individual level, yeah, you can absolutely make that decision and you can make that turn, mm-hmm. but it can be very much out of your own power to make to, for it to have any kind of immediate effect. Oh, absolutely, I agree with you strongly, and I like the fact that and I that Adam was able to change who he was and the path that he had been walking down. Well, I don't think he so much changed who he was as right. he reverted back to who he always was. That's what I was going to say. Like he's he's all of a sudden being told he has to be something totally different and he gets a little confused for a minute mm-hmm. and decides to go down the path and then he's like, "No, no, no, no. this is not what I want to be. I don't like this. I'm going to go this way." But like you said, the consequences are still going to be there. And I try to tell my kids this all the time. I'm like, "You know, you make one mistake, it could have lasting effect on your life. And I said, and I know that's terrible. And I know that's a horrible thing to think about. And you don't want to live your life in fear. But I mean, like if you know something you're about to do is horribly, horribly wrong, don't do it. Because once you do it, it's really hard, nigh impossible to take it back. Sure. You can't put, you can't put the shampoo back in the bottle. You know what I'm saying? Well, and even a small course change of one degree over the span of a lifetime yeah. gets you so far, of course, you don't know where you are anymore. Right. So, yeah. And, and you know, we can make decisions and mistakes that affect, you know, our family to third, fourth, fifth generation. It's not, <laughs> it's not unreasonable to think that. Right. And it's certainly not unheard of. No, it's so, not at all. Yeah. And I mean, sure, Adam, you know, has made a big mistake and he's going to go try and fix it which is great, but he's going to have a lot of help along the way. So that's what you need. Like if, if you, if you need to make a change, you, you know, don't try to do it on your own, get people to help you. Absolutely. So, and th- this goes along, even little things like career. Like if you're stuck in a career that you hate, you don't have to stay with it. Like, you know, I'm an accountant. Do I love being an accountant? No. <laughs> but Really? <laughs> no, not at all. I don't understand people that love being an accountant. I'm good at it and I'm capable, you know, like it's, it's not like it's a difficult job, but I've kind of, and my wife and I had this conversation a bunch. Like when I'm studying for my CPA exam, I'm like, I really feel like if I get a CPA, I'm stuck. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like what? There's no way I could ever change careers if I get a CPA, you know, and I've passed some of my tests and all this stuff and I'm going to finish it knowing that I'm not pigeonholed in. Right. I don't have to stay an accountant forever. If no, I, you if, don't. If an opportunity comes up for me to change, I'm going to change. Yeah. And and you seek out advice yeah. 
from your peers and your your the your people you're surrounded yourself with and right. so yeah you don't have to go and I think a lesson we can take away from the show from this episode is you don't have to go it alone. Yeah. And another ep- another lesson we can take away from this is even when your friend is a complete jerk you can forgive them. You can accept their you you can accept their repentance. Cuz that's sure. essentially what he does. Yeah. Is is it is a repentance from what he was doing, meaning just simply a 180 degree turn. Yeah. Walking away from what he was doing and back to back to his relationship with his friends and it's a two-way street and so if you're the friend that has been wronged it is not impossible for you to forgive and you know help your buddy because i guarantee you whichever side of that situation you're on both sides are hurting yeah so yeah little little life advice from (laughs) from the schlub like me yeah well, and forgiveness is a tough thing. Oh, yes. Like, like it's very hard. It, I think it maybe made it easier for them that Adam was so willing to fix the mistake that he made sure. that he needed forgiveness for. Because um, that, that's the thing, too. Like, I, I'm quick to forgive people. I'm not as quick to trust people after something like that happens. Sure. Trust I, but verify. Right. And I don't know. That could be one of my big character flaws. Like... I've always been a big proponent of, you know, like, if you break my trust, it's going to take you a long time to earn it back. Well, sure. And and forgiveness, forgiving doesn't mean you've forgotten. Of course not. You're not holding it over. You're not lording it over the person. But you still remember that that happened and act accordingly. But don't be a jerk about it. If I loan you money and I never pay it back, I no longer loan you money. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, cool, keep the money. You needed it more than I did, and that's fine. No big deal. It's, it's not a thing. We're fine. Don't but ask d- again. Don't ask again. And that's it. Yeah. So. I don't owe you money, do I? No, you don't. You don't. Yet. Don't. Don't. Don't ask me for money. So, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think the big thing that we need to take from this is, yeah, you're not stuck on a, a path that you think you're stuck on, and you can always make a change. If you need to make a change. Absolutely. So anything that we missed on this episode? Anything I don't that you think wanted so. to talk about? We hit the I mean this this episode was all plot and no story. So it was just bam, 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 bam. And I think we hit the the main plot points. Right. This is to where we are. This is right before the end game. Like if you're a chess player, every everybody's moved their pieces and now we're trying to do the close. Everybody's set up. You've got your 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 castle, your queen, your king where it needs to be, and then you're gonna attack and see if you can close it out. And whoever has the best in game is gonna win. So it's I'm really ready to see how it works out. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see which side will come out on top. But I want to see if Adam's dad shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if uh if you're enjoying this and you uh, like the podcast that we do, we have a bunch of other shows. You can see all of them on our website, recap.fm. So go over to recap.fm. You can see all the podcasts that we do and you can also get on our mailing list. We will send you weekly, bi-weekly newsletters. We haven't quite figured out how that's going to work yet, but we'll send you not spam information. We'll think that you're going to want in your email. So go to recap.fm, get on our mailing list and check out our other shows because there's a lot of other people like us who do great podcasts on great television. 
Also, follow us on Twitter if you don't do that. We are pretty active on Twitter, and we will definitely always talk to you. Absolutely. My Twitter is at RealJDLee. And I am at Seal Adams. That's S-E-A-L-E-A-D-A-M-S. Right. And you can always follow our network Twitter at RecapFM. All right, we did get a review on this show. So if you haven't left us, wow, we've got five ratings of five. That's crazy. Nice. So if you haven't left us a review and you'd like to, uh, we, we would never say no, positive or negative. We can take it. Let us know what you think. No, really, do. Let us know what you think. Yeah. So I'm going to read this one out. Nice is a four-letter word. I would agree. Five stars by EJ Close or Closer. I don't know. Fun and thoughtful discussion of the show. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. We try to be thoughtful. That's, we try, that's try what to be we're going... That's, uh, all kidding aside, I mean, that's what we're going for, is a thoughtful look at the, the content. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. We do appreciate it. Thank you very much. And for taking the time to review, that really does mean a lot. It does. So like we said, if you haven't left us a review and you'd like to, you could do that iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. It's totally cool. We will get it and we'll read it out. We will be back next time, though, to finish off Good Omens. Episode 6, who's going to win in the battle of good and evil? Will it be good? Will it be evil? Will it be no one? I have no idea, but I bet someone's going to win. Or there'll be another season. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So we will see you next time. Until then, farewell.